two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Okay. Podcast hey, hey, here, guys. Gals. How we doing? Uh, welcome Stuffed to backed uh, into a podcast. Yes, <laughs> welcome back to Ed, our uh, long lost guest and listener. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I only, <laughs> I am a long lost guest. I haven't, uh, I haven't hopped in here in a while. It's so good to be back, and I am mostly caught up on the podcast. Okay. I got, I got tripped up a little. I started watching the Real House of Housewives of Beverly Hills, so it deterred me a little from uh, podcast listening. Okay, so you are all caught up on how often we say like wing of a hospital and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> was it, uh, yeah, was it confusing? Like, who are all these characters, like uh, Wheel of Fortune style? <laughs> all these new characters? Uh, well, I, I've only actually listened to three in the last couple of months, so I hope we don't repeat any, uh, any subjects. Oh, no, couldn't possibly. And uh, at, at that point, they're just old friends of the podcast, you know. Yeah, we, we just say hello and we we count it as a hello and not a real getting back into it. You know, as right. long as you draw these very strict lines after you've talked, I think no one in court could ever you know write a musical about your life. I think you're, you're in the clear. <laughs> I will say nicely. No, go ahead, please. <laughs> I will say uh, if I if I could just compliment you guys for a second, which I do too often probably, but. I, I have been like reinvigorated by your creativity and the fact that you can and have for like two years just come up with more and more random shit that nobody thinks about. And it's and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. So kudos to you guys for that. I, I really enjoy that. Oh, Ed, I, I get you. no credit on that. That's just. Yeah, no, Pete I, does I it do. way up more often. But you but. Which is is most impressive, I think, because Pete's always the one doing it, and you're always the one like responding. But still, I mean, you 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 have some good like. I'm here. You're there. <laughs> no, I say it. I say the the dumb thing. Tuck right. repeats it in a way funnier, more succinct, like uh, word economics. Yes. You know, joke format. Yes. And then I laugh at that, like partially because Tup reworded it correctly <laughs> and partially yeah. because I'm like, yes, the thing I just said <laughs> is being right. said by somebody else. And now yeah. I can claim uh, I've been quoted. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, sometimes I, I listen, I've listened back to a few and sometimes I just don't change what you said at all. I just repeat it back right. word for word and, and then you every, crack up laughing. Right. <laughs> and it, 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 it is, there is a better chance that the, the guest will laugh too because, yeah, <laughs> you just got a better delivery. And I, I came out with it all disjointed and, uh, you know, but it's a good, that's why we're a good team. It really and, is. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I you, love Ed. that. Yeah, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um Ed, is there an impression you've developed recently maybe about, you know, a, a coffee store worker you run into? Um. Um, not really. You know, I was thinking about that. That's so funny. When I was listening today and you were doing one of your impressions and I was like, man, I wish I could do an impression and I wish I could sing like 
sorry, I, I can't really do either. So this podcast is going to be horrible. But uh, no, <laughs> I, I think the one impression that I feel like I could do was the kid from Rugrats, like the one with the um, with the orange hair. Uh, yeah, was that Chucky? I, I, yeah, I think he was like, uh, guys, uh, what is everybody doing? You know, something like that. I haven't that's done it bad. in a while, but yeah, I, I got to listen that's to him bad. again, but that's that's probably all I got. Yeah, um, okay, Rugrats. The, you're, the guy from Rugrats works at your local coffee store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tr- I've been trying to emulate some of the Real Housewives, because that's what I've been spending all my time doing, and... Um, yeah, I'm working on that, but no, nothing, nothing really of note. Okay, who's the who's the stud in that show? Who who sticks out as like the leading contender for who to, for whom to impersonate? Uh, Dorit. She's got okay. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with like this is Beverly Hills, so she's got like this like British, but like very like she's always sucking on a lemon, like oh uh. you guys. You know, like that kind of thing. Okay. And so, yeah. Mm. All right. I think you're onto something with these. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'd say stick them out and, um, yeah, go spend a lot of money with a personal coach who specializes <laughs> in, each, in each person. In each I thought, uh, I thought Doreese was the guy from Cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, her name is Dorit, D-O-R-I-T. Oh, yeah. short for Doritos. Like short for Doritos, kind of yeah. Right. But Doris started yeah. selling ad space in people's names. Like I'll give you, I'll give you two thirds of the word. The the O and the S are um, are staying out, and that's right. just what it is. But yeah, you can still give me twenty three million per episode to pretend my name's Dorit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doris was like the main guy in in Cool Runnings. Like yeah, uh, he was the driver, and um, okay, yeah, you know, with a great scene with John Candy and Doris asking him. You know, why did you cheat? And like, yeah. no, I don't yeah. understand. I still don't understand, Coach. You had it all. One of the uh. best scenes and one of the most held up scenes, uh, a, a scene that holds up, um, I've come across. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd, mostly a, a quick hello to Cool Runnings, which has been a friend of the podcast in the past in the form of uh, Paul Giamatti performing it as a one-man play, if, I'm, if memory serves me correctly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I still think, you know, if it was something that could be done in this day and age, just you just performing the entire movie by yourself yes. as as a just a small theater uh, show, <laughs> short short run in Brooklyn, just right. cool runnings as performed by Peter Moog. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yes. Shut down that hot plate, fool. Those yes. bananas are stinking like a dead dog. Back off, Indeed back off. That's my mama's secret recipe. <laughs> Hope you don't mind keeping quiet while I catch up on some reading. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, reading, education, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Ed, anything, did you try to get any bits going in class in high school or college? Did you, any, anything funny you did in, in school that we should know about that we don't know about? Something well, that bombed even? Um, you know, I think... You know, as as you guys know, I I, I was a, a bit of like a a dork, like do gooder uh, thing. But I I do think that what I did enjoy was making people laugh, and I I kind of just I don't know if I had any bits necessarily. Um, no, like than, fake club sign up sheets or you know anything of that nature. No, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> 
invent. Um, so Mercy's mascot was the magician, and Candace Klima and I both both wanted to be the mascot. So, and a magician is a really dumb mascot, and so I was like, well, a mascot needs a rabbit, and so I did pitch that, and then went out and got a rabbit costume, and was the first Mercy Magic rabbit, and I came out of a hat, uh, and they still do it to this day, so that's like my claim to fame at Mercy. Oh, wow. Are you getting the credit you deserve for that? No, I'm not getting any credit at all. I, uh, in fact, I try to tell people as often as I can if they went to Mercy or still go to Mercy that that's what I, uh, that's what I invented. But no, nobody's giving me credit. Yeah, I mean, I pitched it hard. Like I went in to Miss Jackson and I was like, "Listen, the ma- magician," and they didn't want to spend money on it. I might have like spent my own money on the costume. I went to that costume store <laughs> right by uh, Greetings and Readings, like that yes. um, that little yeah. shopping center. There was a costume, yes, and sure I think was. we just ended up buying it. And uh, yeah, I was like at Towson University, which was where the big game was, like out on the on the court being a being a bunny. It was great. Wow, that's yeah. a thing where they should have you back once a year to honor you for you know yeah, right? being the person who came up with this. I know, or at least just like a permanent spot on the newsletter, you know, every month. Right. Oh, yeah. Give you a column in there, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's just you pleading with everybody to please give me more credit <laughs> for being the inventor <laughs> of the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. I haven't approached it from this angle yet, so I thought I'd take a stab. <laughs> they could at least name the rabbit after you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Does the rabbit have a name? I uh I don't I don't know. I don't I don't remember naming it. Um I'd have to ask Candace, but and I don't know if it has a name now, but I see it in all the pictures, you know, like on Facebook and on the alumni page. And I just feel like writing, did you know I invented this? Like every time, just, you know, something I you would do. You feel like I writing that and, and then you do. And then I, I do. I'm <laughs> guessing, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I have restrained myself from, from doing that. No one, no one cares okay, too gotcha. much. But uh, How do they do the, uh, the illusion of the rabbit coming out of a hat? How oh, is, that? So, is there also a giant hat? Yeah, there's a giant hat. It was we had. I had to buy the big hat at the costume <laughs> store. <laughs> Just spent all my money doing this, and it was for one game. By the way, we only had a mascot for the one game, Mercy IND game at Towson. So all of this for that was for that. But no, we we had a fathers club who was great, and they would like build stuff for us. Uh, and so this one dad made this huge top hat. <laughs> And like it rolled out like onto our our gym floor, and I popped out of it. And actually, it was one of fun the fathers cause... dressed like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> he was just holding me in his arms, and I. Right. Yeah, really inappropriate. <laughs> no reason for him to be in there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the hat doesn't move. It's just, it, didn't, it didn't need to be a costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Your father runs for that job every year <laughs> <laughs> to hold the rummy, the the bunny, like on his hip, like a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So is there a is there a regular size magician then as well? Because now you got this giant hat. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's all it's all disproportionate. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the magician is is person sized, you know. So like a senior in high, okay. like five foot three person. Oh, not they didn't even go for the biggest one. <laughs> the biggest person, like the biggest. <laughs> yeah, the biggest. 
Yeah, at least get the biggest. <laughs> the biggest guy. one in the in the in the in the senior class. No, uh, anyway, I yeah. think you could like audition or something. And anyway, so it's a you know, so it's a senior in high school who's the magician. And then yeah, we I mean we couldn't have made it proportionate because that would have been a whole thing. We probably would have had to get like some second grader to be the bunny. You know, it would have been complicated. Have two dads play the hat. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have had like uh, again the situation where you get multiple dads to stack on top of each other and then the girl gets on top of the dads. <laughs> or probably we should have had like the magician be like three people like they did in um what's that movie that adorable little rascals. Uh, you right. know, where they had a bunch of people stacked up and that could have been the magician and then the bunny would have made more sense, you know, as a, anyway. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with but, dads, not with little kids. Right. I was picturing dads. Dads all the way up. Dads the whole, yeah, definitely the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for a while I wanted to be a mascot, uh, like a professional mascot after doing it once, which is, you know, something that I do is like, oh, I've done this thing once. I want to do it professionally. And so uh, I I wanted I, I, I almost like auditioned for like the uh, the Oriole bird uh, like, mm. I don't know, 12 years ago. But you had to have like actual professional. They would only take people who were mascots in college could like uh, audition for that. So I was pretty bummed. What kind of uh, audition would you do for that, Ed? Like, all right, you get the call in. What are they looking for? You got a song prepared? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know. Or it's a you silent put... mascot. I guess no song. You just got to like. You just got to move stuff. around, right? Like, I, I, I assume the audition. You just have to be the height and the weight to like not die in the suit and be able to like right. keep it on, right? I mean, there's no, you know, you just kind of like wiggle around. There's no talent in that. Uh, I think you have to come in with whatever your last uh, experience was. So in your case, you would have come in with the with the giant hat and the get the dad obviously <laughs> has to be there as well, and then and then the rabbit, and you audition with that. Like you said, this is what I came right. up with, and they end up picking this. one of the dads instead. <laughs> <laughs> but I was that I was that giant shoe. Remember, top like one year for your birthday, we were all like hanging out really late, and I had to get up at like four a.m. to be that giant shoe at the uh, race for the cure for New Balance. I don't know if you remember that, but like I had to wear this huge shoe costume for a while. So I had, you know, I have a few credits under my belt with that, but oh, not enough. I can't even picture what a shoe costume looks like. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. It's like a, you know, it's like a. The shoe uh, goes sideways? The shoe goes like if you're standing Walking on your down. tiptoes, like with laces facing out, right? So. So, like, the laces okay. are up okay. your front. There's, like, eyes that you see out of, and then the back is, like, the sole of the shoe. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Your dad yes. plays the laces. Now it rings a bell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great birthday. That was. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Stayed I Stayed up late, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bits. High school bits and, and uh, grade school bits. I remember you guys uh, would, like, walk around the classroom uh, with Daniel Zito, uh, uh, during art class and stuff. What did your bits yeah. get more elaborate in high school? Um, I think the only one that got, well, I just, uh, one of a one time bombing, like just came to mind where, um, you know, it was just like a quiz, like a pop quiz. And just for one of the answers, I was just in a weird mood. I don't know. Did like, didn't believe in this joke at all, but just wrote uh, <laughs> Farthead Smith for, for an answer on a test. And 
then they were like, all right, everybody trade papers to, um, you know, compare answers or whatever. Grade it yeah. in class right there. Yeah. And I guess there was a time when it was like, anybody want to like challenge any answers or like, what did other people get? And like, uh, you know, Andrew Countess had to say Farthead Smith <laughs> out loud. And, uh, you know, it was just like total bomb. Like, like Mr. Nolesky's like, all right, like, is that from something or what, what are you, oh, what is that? Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I just, sorry. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Don't do that. Like, don't do that. That's like, what was that? Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> but like Countess and I really laughed about it. Like, and then later just, you know, the, the badness of it grew a little, uh, scent of its own and we we sniffed that for a while yeah the legend grew from yeah. there pete pete used to, it's not there's no way to talk about it without uh you know the the bible itself but one of the greatest bits that has lived on and given so much joy to so many people <laughs> is these uh like i i don't even know what you would describe those little little yeah. things that you would write and then read aloud in class <laughs> um right so in mr kennedy's 10th grade religion class um there was a beginning of class tradition where it would go around the room and like it would be a different guy's turn to pick a passage that somehow related to what we were learning. And they would read that at the beginning. That's how we'd start class. Uh-huh. And then Mr. Kennedy was like, any questions, comments? Like re- pretty much a throwaway <laughs> ask. <laughs> like, so then I was like, all right, I was thinking of ways like waste time and just get the teacher off topic and, and whatnot. And so I started writing these like, you know, many part questions <laughs> about the passage. And um, it became this thing where I wrote them all in like the, what is that, the index or like the front and back of my Bible that was like the textbook yeah. for that class. Uh-huh. And so just like some small percentage of them lived on in this Bible um, <laughs> that is still around, still have. Um, but it's it's a small sampling of, of the work I did over the course of a year. And it, it became a thing like, you know, a few periods before it'd be like, Hey, Muth, you got one ready for uh, Kennedy's class? Like, <laughs> like just, you know, you know, people checking in on it was a fun, uh, moment in that too. But yeah, just like, you know, did this passage inspire you to live a life of, you know, whatever. And like, please, please cite three things about it that really touched you in a way that you have never been able to be same since, you know, just all that stuff. And then, like, Mr. Kennedy really liked it at first. He was like, Muth, that is, like, so thoughtful. Like, wow, I'm, I'm really impressed. And then it just got more and more ridiculous. And, and then he cut me off, I think, after, like, two months. Um, oh, my God. Those are, yeah. I, it's, it's so sad to not be able to just pull a bunch right now and, and, yeah. and have them in my memory. But, yeah. Uh, man, uh, one nice so part about it also was, like, I think what ruined it was, like, other people would then start you know, they tried to get in, getting on in on the act and try to yeah. try to ask. And then like, it became this, it became too big for its own good. Oh which, you yeah. Know, we flew too close to the, uh, to the religion teacher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, f- fun memory. And like that Bible lives on and, uh, yeah, it's a family. It's uh, it's going to be in my living will. Yes. Pass that on down to, uh, I, you know, I want to claim on that if there if there was any chance I would be around, but um, yes, we'll auction off the pages one by one. Oh yeah, I don't need the whole thing. Yeah, I could, I, I could get. By <laughs> oh wait a minute, right? A cell time. phone picture 
of one of the of each of the best as an NFT. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Now we're talking. I was going to suggest Living Will because Tup was talking about the Living Will. You could just put that right in there for maybe that's the only thing you put in your Living Will is just that goes to Tup. Right, right. That Bible goes to Tup. I don't own anything else. (laughs) 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 But like, you know, there needs to be, yeah, you have to answer all of the questions to the the satisfaction of uh, you know maybe maybe I get to be the judge and every whoever wants the Bible has to answer each of those questions to my satisfaction. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, the the best the best answers to all of them is the person who gets the Bible. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Good. Um, one more thing that just came to mind about the uh, the question after the Bible passage bit, I think it was Lee Zeller, just you know. Very cutely asking one time, like, you know, did did you consider the other passages' feelings when selecting this one? I mean, <laughs> that's really like just I don't know. It just struck me as very funny and like perfectly appropriate for like what a sweet guy he was and like yeah, yeah it was a really nice addition before it before we before we flew too close. But uh, yeah, nice, oh, nice memory. Tup, were you doing any of that or were you? Uh you know, just in the background laughing or too cool for like stuff like that? No, uh, definitely not too cool for anything. And not, uh, I wasn't in any, a single class with Pete. Uh, oh, bummer. Th- throughout high school. Yeah. Not a one. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's crazy. That sucks. Like maybe one of the few people I never had a class with. Tough. Wow. That's that is weird. Wow, I don't think we talk about that enough. Nobody talks about the fact that they didn't have a single <laughs> class together. Um, uh, but yeah, that is a that is a weird one. Most of my bits, Ed, were like uh, all centered around like over the top, blatant cheating bits. Um, <laughs> so there were a bunch of like a few different ones, like uh, turning around desks uh in the oh, middle of a test. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. To just work with the person behind <laughs> me and they uh the other one was just shouting shouting uh the whatever question was out loud and then you're know, like who has the answer number 10? You know? And then uh and then we just started doing that like as like as a as a joke in the classes and I yeah, it's C and then like it would really would be C and it would just you know, we'd be just pretend like we were all joking and uh, <laughs> just, yeah. cheat cheat that way. But also, I was just in it for the the joke of you know we're doing that. Right. Like, they'd be like, <laughs> teachers, like stop it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just assuming that it's a just a complete joke. But <laughs> I do remember, uh, you know, because I think I kind of had to come into my sense of humor. I think that. Some of my bits were maybe bits to other people, but serious to me. Like, I'm sure there's, Mm. like, presentations that I would give that other people remember as, like, very funny, but I was serious about it. Like, I think in, like, eighth grade, like, I I danced to all the Disney songs because I did a report on Walt Disney, which to me I thought was cool. But, it it, like, it wasn't meant to be funny, but I'm sure it was. But I remember the first time I made people laugh in, like, we were reading Tom Sawyer in, like, Miss Fostel's class. And I had a really bad cold and I, I, I barely had a voice. And one of the things I had to read was the line was like, look at Tom Sawyer. He's a stump or something like that. And I said it and the class busted out laughing. 
And I just remember like, oh, this is great. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to make people laugh more often. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. That's a nice moment. He's up a stump. That's what got him. Look at Tom Sawyer. He's up a stump. Yeah, yeah. And I said and was it, it like the accent you did, like the act out, the uh, the little. No, no, it was the fact that I did. It, it was nothing I did. It was the fact that I didn't really have a voice, so I my voice kept cracking, and oh. it was just the way I said it, just a very lucky thing that happened, where it just happened to be funny. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Voice based. Uh, a whole company voice based. Um, <laughs> no, I I've. Sorry, I didn't have much to follow up there. Um, <laughs> you guys want to stop this one? <laughs> yeah. Find out a, more about Ed's uh, voice right after this break. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. All righty, guys. Back on the other side of a uh, musical break. Um, Mad Lib the Bible? Already been done? Um should it be done? Like make a Bible out of Mad Libs? Or what's what's the... Uh... Make the Bible into a Mad Libs uh, book by removing words at random. Oh, I, I like that idea. Or maybe very selectively, either bo- open to both. I like that idea. I have, uh, I have writer friends who do poetry. Like they'll take Bible, uh, Bible entries and there's something called an erasure poem where you take something that's already been written and you just black out the words to turn it into a poem and they'll ah. do that with the bible yeah it's kind of cool same thing i'd, I'd like same to take idea. an eraser to that no <laughs> <laughs> no not at all and not in any way um but yeah i don't know mad lib the bible a passing thought you know just a quick easy like print up a bunch of stuff hand it out get rich that way <laughs> yes make enough may, if you just make enough copies and hand them out you're bound to get rich <laughs> you know they'll turn the loaves and fishes into popcorn <laughs> <clears throat> with uh, that's a popcorn a good idea machine, like uh, he bought off one of the other apostles <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. And then maybe teach like uh, instead of religion classes, just be like Mad Libs, Bible classes. Oh, but that's right. All you do and- yeah, because the schools as they maybe maybe the religious tie schools become less and less out there. And then, um, you know, they in place of this, they do the Mad Lib Bible 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good way of. <laughs> Uh, like you're saying, teach the teach the real answer. So like they do, okay, let's go around and hear what Johnny said. It's like, blessed are the poor and poopy. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody laughs and enjoys that. And then they're like, all right, but well, what's the real answer? And then I don't know what it is, but because uh, I didn't have this kind of a class. This is actually a great idea. I think that like, yeah, yeah if Pete was like a youth minister, this would be right up your uh, right up your alley there. Like I think right. that, that kids would maybe at least know the beginning parts of, of Bible verses until they got to the word. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Blessed are they, the poor in spirit. They shall inherit the earth, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. They no shall. money still, just the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there were the poor in spirit anyway, not the poor in right. money. Rejoice so. and be glad. Yours is the kingdom of God. A lot of the poor in spirit probably are the rich. Oh, right. Yeah. Get rid of yeah. one of the uh, Beatitudes. Condense them because we've we made a big <laughs> discovery. This is like the new Da Vinci Code. Like Tom Hanks breaks into the house where this notebook is, steals it, and reveals this secret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'll still get yeah. – um, do you guys ever have problems where you get uh, church songs that you haven't heard and, you know, a good 25 years stuck in your head? Like sometimes I'll wake up yeah. with – Something like that in my head. And I'm like, oh, man, how, why? We are called to act with justice. Yes. That was some fun rhythm. Right. They knew what they were yeah. doing with that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say I get church songs that I've never heard stuck in my head. <laughs> That's how bad of a problem it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couple, uh, add a couple, you know, uh, religious songs to the uh, old portfolio and say, hey, look, we just wrote these as though we were songs written as though we were catholic maybe it would be a good album right yeah. like, yes god i love you you know and then and just a reminder about the thing on our album cover that says <laughs> songs as oh, though I, we were yeah <laughs> clear it up every song i i like the idea pete so i it's People would know, you know, because we've talked about the possibility of you know, how lucrative these uh, Christian bands are and stuff like that. But people would know that we weren't genuine, I think. Hmm. But what if we just say that we're not, we don't believe any of this stuff, but just, I don't know, we just were inspired to write these songs. Right. And, but we, we, that's, that might be even more powerful to people. Like these yeah. guys have just been inspired by God to write these songs and it'll just be us doing like whatever our the same goofy stuff you were using in those bible questions or whatever right we just turn right. those bible questions <laughs> into yeah. into songs you know and then uh it'll be the lord speaking through us right. and it'll be authentic in a sense do you see this bible passage as a way to relate to a needle in a haystack. <laughs> the haystack yeah, be in your heart. Yes. Oh, the haystack be in your heart. Yeah. Can you relate this Bible passage to that of a needle in a haystack? Um, and please cite three reasons why. I won't be satisfied till each reason's covered. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eddie. I like that you would do, you would <laughs> do like, you know, is the, like, do you find that the Lord Jesus Christ w w uh, who walks within you helps you walk a straight and narrow path? Or is it a, <laughs> or is it a path that you would find in the deep, dark depths of your soul or something like that? <laughs> like those the, option the, ones. Yeah, the either or one. Yeah. Where you, it's the, the or is just complete off the deep end nonsense. Right. right. <laughs> and yes, because that, that does like force them to like say something stupid, kind of. It is a good like accidental. I was not aware of any of this at the time. But like, yeah. A good way to just get them to repeat something kind of dumb. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the the one about the deep dark dark depths of my soul. If I'm, if I'm choosing between those two, uh, very good question, Muth. <laughs> what about? I mean, what about those songs? Like, I know that is a friend of the podcast. You guys have talked about you know Christian bands, rock bands, and stuff. Are there any songs out there for like agnosticism or atheism that you could just make sound the exact same and really reverent, hmm. but be saying the opposite? Right. And would that catch on as much? I'm just saying I don't know. Just saying I don't know. I don't have the answers. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. super apathetic to the whole like religious that thing, I but still know. using. Yeah. That I don't yeah. know. I don't think so, because no one, no one gets that fired up about about something that they don't know about. Right. right. They. Yeah. But it, it, I would tell you what would be really powerful, though, is if, the, if at the beginning of each song you started out not knowing, but by the end of it you had been mm. overcome by Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. right. There you go, yeah. I'm saying that I know <laughs> with everything in my heart that I accept Jesus. Because there's nothing more powerful than a conversion, you know, a mid-song conversion. A mid-song conversion, yeah. I accept Jesus. No one would have known by the way the song started. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a good song for that would be like the In the Morning of My Life song. You know, In the Morning of My Life, I Look to the Sunrise that we all had to sing. Oh, and you could yes. like start that out like you don't know, but by the end of the day, you you are convinced, you know, that there right. is a, a God. In the Morning When I Rise. Uh, oh, no, that was uh, no, Give, like in give the Me morning Jesus. Of my, it, Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, right. Excuse me. Okay, I know which one, right? I love uh, did the I, sunrise. That one. Yeah. Did I? Did I do all those things in that chorus? It's like yeah, a big yeah. question-based chorus. Yeah. Was I good? Was I? Yes. Was, was I, I brave kind and strong to, and uh, true? Yeah. Right. Was I kind to my uh, fellow parishioners? Um, did I ever start any fights at hospitality after mass? You know. <laughs> yeah. Was. <laughs> Any uh, any good songs in any of the weird cults that you've uh, accidentally <laughs> been tricked into? <laughs> really good, really good. Actually, it's really funny. I one of the essays, or I'm trying to write a book, and maybe the title is going to be "I'm Cult Material." Because I, I admittedly now, uh, I, I don't fight it anymore. I, I really get swindled easily into cults. And yeah, I've, I've participated <laughs> in a lot. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's been like cheers, you know, like when I sold okay. Cutco uh, and you and you you won like a sales contest and in front of everybody, <laughs> you would do this cheer. Uh, mm. It was like, I'm Aaron Drew from the Baltimore and the whole team would go, Inferno. And then uh, I'd say, Whoa. like, I sold $4,000 this week. And then the whole team would go, oh, and I, I would say, and I think that's pretty hot. And everybody would say, ooh, baby, that's hot. Ow. Wow. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was, you know, oh. super into it and danced around and stuff. But, yeah, that was pretty cultish. And every team had a cheer like that. So, uh, yeah. Cult so, what, were some of, what were some of the other? <laughs> um. I don't remember. We are a cult. Yeah, we are a cult. 
<laughs> yeah, lots of cults. I, I, I did that Monavi juice for a while. Um, I did, uh, what are some of the other cults that I did? Um, is Bihai? Bihai, I mean. Bihai oh, Bihai, that was, well, no, that was, yeah, maybe it was. But it, no, it's like a, a legit religion. I just studied it for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's no more or less a cult than anything else but yeah right. uh, any good songs in baha'i <laughs> i can't i don't remember no baha'u'llah we love you baha'u'llah we love you hey oh, nice it job it's baha'u'llah how'd you know that pete you've been studying in the evening when i rise <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is it a hawaiian cult? <laughs> 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 no, but Pete, uh, how did you know Baha'u'llah? I just remember that guy being the the face of the religion. The guy, yeah, that's a good memory. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, oh, no. There's an actual guy. The uh, the guy that you got sucked into the cult by is the god. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the guy. Beowulf. <laughs> the <laughs> the Baha'u'llah was like the latest prophet, and so like he was the basically the Jesus of this religion. And he lived, there's like pictures of him. He lived like a hundred years ago, or I don't know, 150 years ago or something. And he wrote a bunch of the scripture and stuff. And that's who everybody sort of, uh, you know, whatever took guidance from. <laughs> he wrote Baha'u'llah, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Baha'u'llah, the famous Baha'i Halloween song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah, I you just, broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Rose from the dead, just like you wanted. <laughs> Bye, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Oh man. Uh, I will, I mean, I will go on record. I think Baha'i has been like my favorite, uh, religion slash cult that I've been involved in. I, I, I if I nice. had to, if I had a religion, I, it, it would probably be that, but I, I mean, yes, I don't, and but no offense to any, uh, Baha'i members out there. We, we love you oh, and, and no. respect your, uh, yeah, all the Baha'i your, your religion for sure. Right. Way yes, to go. Huge friend of the podcast. And huge. I think all of our, uh, everyone knows, they all know that we mean, uh, we mean no harm to the Baha'i faith. Right. Right, Baha right. Baha'u'llah always meant business, and we'd like to keep that in our, uh, in our, what's that thing, like, in our, the top of mind, in the, not in the atmosphere, doesn't matter. Does not matter. <laughs> um, along the lines, though, of uh, Mad Lib the Bible, um, the story about, Jesus rubbing the mud in the guy's eyes, um, and now he can talk. You know the the old the mud mirror. <laughs> now, excuse me. He can see. <laughs> now he can see. Yeah, obviously. Oh, maybe you know it? what happened there. I might have just subconsciously done a Mad Lib. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. On the eye, and syndromes? now he can talk. Good job. How many syndromes do we need to report to? Uh, the nearest wing of a startup hospital, right? Patch Wait, Adams. But Pete, what was hospital. your what was your point with that? Um, <clears throat> you were going to ask like uh, the guy with the mud on his eyes. Oh yeah, it? yeah. Uh, what do you think that really was? There's probably some 
like, you know, you know, there was just some version of it. Like, all right, the, the Moses parted the seas. Okay. Really like the water, like the tide went down or whatever. That's probably what happened. Like the, that for this. Oh, like what really happened? I mean, yeah. Like he just, the guy just started being able to see He he wasn't blind his whole life. Like he temporarily got something in his eye and what Jesus helped him remove it with a pair of tweezers. Yeah, maybe, or it was just completely made up. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like the mud never happened. It was just like, oh, this would be cool if it did. But I see what you're saying. I mean, maybe it was uh, the guy could see the whole time and he was lying about it. And, you know, kind of like how when people get hypnotized, you know, like hmm. clearly they're sort of like lying. So maybe this guy just wanted to be like healed by Jesus. So he went around pretending to be blind. And then like he could see after Jesus did that stuff. Maybe oh. I don't know. Right, a hype man who goes around and like pulls these stunts for you. Yeah. And it's like these weird little yeah. marketing campaigns that are like, I don't know, somewhat subliminal. Yeah. Subliminal. I mean, I, I did that, you know, admittedly so. I, I'm not proud of it. But, you know, in college we had a, uh, what are they called? Hypnosis guy? What's he called? Oh, yeah. It's hypnosis? like on stage and they, it's like a comedy hypnosis, hypnosis yeah. guy. Yeah. And so I went up as like one of the volunteers. And I'll tell you, it's a really weird psychological thing. And I wonder, I'm not saying hypnosis isn't a thing because I don't really ever say things are 100% yes or no. But like, I do know that I wasn't hypnotized, but I still did the things that I was being told to do because I felt this pressure that like everybody Mm. else on stage was doing it and everybody was watching. And so I I wonder if these shows are just some kind of group pressure or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's science to that, but right. It's that Netflix show where they convince the guy to throw the guy off the roof. Yes. The push. Right. The what? When push comes to shove, they they basically, they just told this guy, Hey, we need some like tech guy to come over here for a while Uh uh, to like work with us on the tech side of our business or something. And he's like a entrepreneur and he's like, Oh, it's being filmed for Netflix. I guess this is some opportunity. And, like, slowly they just stage this whole thing where, like, hey, dude, can you, like, help us throw this guy off the building? Whoa. And he's, like – and it's, like, some so, so, ah, psychological experiment about, you know, like, pressure and, like, how in three hours a regular off-the-street guy can be, like, pressured into, like, killings, helping killing someone. Yeah. Helping to kill someone. That's fascinating. I think uh, – <clears throat> I I would totally like I would be that person I think and I don't I don't know what's wrong with me that I would but I I can totally see myself I don't know if it's like being a people pleaser or just like wanting wanting to wanting badly to kill someone yeah, wanting yeah. to murder someone <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is uh, but that's interesting right Netflix is here you know what and Netflix isn't there that was a that was a poor uh, preface on my part I think it's completely he's being filmed and doesn't know it is, is that what you had it as top. The filming is all uh, surreptitious or whatever. He doesn't know he's being filmed, right? And then there's several people went through this exercise, not just one, supposedly. But they show us mainly one guy who goes through it. And uh, he's like led to believe that uh, this is going to be really good for his career in a bunch of different ways. And then like a series of things start to happen. This guy like passes away. Right. Yeah. And then uh, he like has to pretend to be this guy, like hide the body. So there's a slow progression (laughs) of of doing 
and like it all seems kind of plausible in that exact moment that this You're is like just, just get in the coffin real quick man like just get in the coffin we just need somebody in there like when these people come in like and he's like oh, oh my god like and he's like gets in the coffin i think but it starts out like the very simplest thing that he has to do is like put the vegetarian put some meat stuff in the vegetarian marking for the catering or whatever like it starts oh. out right with like the <laughs> smallest little oh. betrayal and then they keep expanding on it and expanding on it and by the end of it the thing is all get so tangled up that they're like i think the only thing we can do is shove this guy off the roof like would you just go do it you know and then he's <gasps> like oh my god sure i never liked that guy anyway Whoa. but the <laughs> Uh, but of course it's gotta be all fake, you know, I, it, I yeah. don't know. It seems, yeah, maybe I take that pretty back. real. I feel like my fakeness meters half decent. Maybe it wasn't what it is today, but I feel like I can barely watch, uh, a show without being like, oh, that was edited weird. That they didn't really say that exactly that way. And I'm yeah, probably pretty you, annoying. You believe like Bob Lazar and stuff like that. You, you're not, you're not good. Yeah, (laughs) that's true, man. That is a good, fair review. Bob Lazar, I was like, all right, well, that's good enough for me. (laughs) Yeah, I tend to believe everything, too. Yeah. Bob Lazar at face value is is a new spinoff podcast I'm starting. You would like it, though, Pete, the uh, Darren Brown, who that show, The Push, is Darren Brown, right? He he has a show on Broadway uh, or, you know, off Broadway or whatever in New York. He's had it. He's had several of them, but where he uh, has somebody come up on stage and he shoves them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each day a, a new guest dies. Yeah, a new uh, audience member gets killed, and you don't know who's who it's going to be. Oh, that would easily be a weird, like Andy Warhol style guy. Like, yes, and it is the most riveting experience thinking you could be the one in ten minutes from now to pass away off this roof. Like, and people cut, like it gets the New York Times rave and all the things that get reviewed, you know. Yeah, nuts. the future of entertainment is gonna be like very extreme stuff like that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Because ev- just boredom is just gonna take over everything. People are gonna go into the metaverse. The whole thing's gonna happen. And then in real life, the only thing that's left for you to do is get hypnotized into killing your your best friend. Yeah. Oh man! For entertainment, yeah. you know, right, right, man. Those are going to be some wild uh, virtual reality videos. I fear. I ha- I <laughs> what, have a. What, what oh, did ahead. you do, Ed, in the uh, when you got hypnotized? What did you have to do? Um. Uh, I, like bark like a dog. Um, you know, get down. Hypnotize the guy next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Start a competing uh, hypnotism. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the craziest thing is, is like I bought the guy's book afterwards. You know, like I was. Oh my god! I know. How I, to start a competing hypnosis <laughs> business? <laughs> Books called How to Run Me Out of Business with Your Own. <laughs> it was called The Power of Intuition. I think I still have it. Anyway, I, I don't really remember oh, what else. Wow. I have a question, though, kind of similar to, like, the psychology of instinct. Like, have you guys ever been in a situation that's, like, fight or flight, and you've been surprised at what your instinct was? Hmm. No, like, thankfully. Or maybe yes, but, like, I feel like, 
maybe being under the influence of alcohol, like calmed me. I feel like yeah. I was very calm uh, getting robbed one time. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You were, because yeah. you were inebriated so, and. I think so, but I like, I wasn't, you know, too bad or anything, yeah. but I feel like I was like, oh yeah, here, here you go. Yep. Whoa. So I, I would say that I'm more of a scared person than that. Yeah. So that surprised me a little bit, like that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, here. No, I mean, I was way more like, yeah, yeah, you know. Right. But it, the fact that, uh, you know, no, uh, no damage done, thankfully, that I know of. Yeah. Um, I was. Yeah, maybe a slightly surprising. I was like embarrassed. I was hanging out with Becky once and uh, somebody set out fireworks like right outside her door and I thought they were gunshots, like really thought it was to the point where like my instinct was to push her out of the way and run down the basement and like shut the door. And she was like, Ed, what the hell is the matter with you? And I was, it it really bothered me afterwards. Like that is what I do in, in dangerous situations. Uh Like that's so upsetting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And as I think back on my response, mine might have been a third thing. I didn't want to fight. I wasn't going to run away. So, yeah, succumb to the uh, to your fate. Right. Maybe. So fight, flight, or remain in place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what about uh, you? Well, I just wanted to say that in reality, it's actually freeze- fight or flight and freeze is the first one and they don't ever talk about that one so you just stuck with freeze oh okay yeah i stuck with freeze and uh submit and you know we'll be able to we'll be able to fix that problem thankfully and maybe hey maybe they were able to get um get a a nice purchase that was able to be reported as fraud out of it and it and it helped them yes you ever just think about just completely turned in on its ear and just you know, uh, yeah, give them, give them more than they're asking for, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what right. somebody, some like person who has life really figured out would be like, oh my God, you need money? Like put the knife away. Let's go here. I'll go to the ATM. I'll get, get your 500 out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. And then they just stab you. well good i'm happy to shed a little light on uh the third option here of freeze uh and it sounds like once in a while that could be something to do um but i as as always we don't give any advice on this podcast right no 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 no. and uh, yeah i I don't think i have a good answer to it ed i i've never uh, displayed like the kind of cowardice that that you uh, <laughs> showed, and um, but like no, I don't think I've ever been like confronted with a situation, and I can't believe that I you know decided to fight or decided to to run or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, the fight or flight museum, and uh, all the best cases of like rank the top ten of each, like the best flight ever was uh you know at the corner of johnson and maine and a guy (laughs) outran his uh his attacker and you know i'd like to start a whole campaign to vouch for that one being number one 
That's and like a representative <laughs> for each one. The whole museum is just that top ten list. Like a huge building, and you walk in. And <laughs> right, bunch uh, of people just waiting in line to see the original copy. <laughs> this is like easily be posted online, and it's just like they rented out this whole building. I think you do well with just a museum that was all top tens. Like in this day and age, just whatever your museum, just set up a museum right next to whatever the the natural history museum, and then just set one up right next to it called like the top 10 natural history exhibits and you'll put the other one out of business. I agree. I like everything is a listicle now and, and you can't write, you know, like I do copywriting and everyone wants like the top four reasons, the top, like you can't write anything without a number in it. Like it's cause that's all we're able to consume apparently now. Right. But that top 10 coffee restaurants as like a new Starbucks competitor. (laughs) Yes. 10 best (laughs) 10 best Holocaust exhibits 2022 <laughs> is just the name of the museum right next to the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> yeah, it's just update the year each year. And <laughs> uh, yeah. And back to the Bible for a moment. Are you a the Lord is my shepherd kind of person or uh, or like a as a deer panteth for the water? Of- or I shall not want yes that was the better ending to that question for sure I thought you had a real thing that I I just stepped on a real joke sorry no not at all it was just another uh, name of a passage that came to mind um, (laughs) which was as the deer panteth for the water so my soul longeth for thee O God and that was kind of one I had in my back pocket because it was the translation from some song we sang in uh, the boy choir. So, like, I remember using that in other religion, like in Mr. Dubiaski's class one time, like, you know, made a smart comment. And, you know, he hits you with, OK, Mr. Muth, well, then, like, what passage would you think would blah, blah, blah or whatever? Just like something where he was like putting me on the spot. And I just reached for that one a couple times, like just totally unrelated just kind of had it memorized from uh, the choir. And I say that all, I say that all to just say, you know, are you a Lord is my shepherd kind of guy? Or uh, as a deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth for thee, O God, kind of person. Uh, I'm gonna gonna go with with neither, neither. Okay. I don't, More of a third party, I shall not want kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe version. I'm like, maybe I'm the freeze of that uh, fight or flight example. Like I'm a, I'm a third part. Ah, um, the Ralph Nader. I'm a, um, I'm a real Psalms gal. Like if I had to choose something, ah. like I'll, I'll go with the Psalms any day. I think those are nice. So Psalms was a guy and the name of a type of song. No, I don't think. No, the responsorial Psalm. No, they, a psalm is just like, isn't that like just another name for like a short biblical poem? Oh, I thought it had to do with the music of that. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will. Yeah, I thought that was like uh, a psalm being like the name of that type of short, chanty church song. Oh, maybe. I think, wow. I think that's, I mean, you guys are saying the same thing, I think. But you somewhere in there said it was somebody's name, Pete. 
but it's not somebody's name. No, that's oh, wrong. but Psalms, yeah. like like the name of a Bible. I feel like it's all. I figured Deuteronomy was some guy. Psalms was you know Johnny Psalms, Johnny the S Man, <laughs> Sherlock Psalms, or Johnny the P Man, <laughs> right? P Psalms. No, 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 no. That's um, not the case. Yes, it is. I don't think so. Like, Genesis wasn't some guy's name. A lot of them are. Uh, oh, I was only saying yes, it is to the P.S. spelling, not the other thing, not it being a name. I, I'm open to, I'm way open to being wrong about that. And of course, I'm open to being wrong about the P.S. Psalm spelling, but I I think I'm right. Oh, it's definitely P.S. Yeah. yeah it's P.S. Okay. P.S. You're right. P.S. I am right. Okay, cool. <laughs> P.S.M. But yeah, it's not, uh, you know. John Henry Psalms uh, and his book of oh. biblical poems or whatever that got Johnny smashed the into the Bible. <laughs> right. The Bible himself, you know, outsourced some of it to Johnny, old Johnny himself. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Um, yeah, I was, uh, this is a big invention podcast and I was wondering <laughs> Uh, so I was in an elevator. I don't get awkward around people necessarily too often, except for when I'm in an elevator. And I feel like we have all these distractions everywhere else. Like we even have like TVs at the gas station, like who, why, who needs that? So I'm just kind of curious, like, why haven't there been, elevators are so boring. Like why haven't there been TVs or games or something? Isn't that like a, a prime opportunity to to distract people and get them involved in something? Yeah, I think so. And I think they, you know, at certain really high-end places have a guy in there anyway. Just have a guy who's, you know, can do a quick magic trick to the kid or, uh, you know, barbershop quartet him. pops out, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it'd be a fine little... Like, and with today's, like, quick attention, I don't know what I'm saying, lack of uh, attention span type uh, culture yeah. we live in, I think, like, oh, I'm only going up two floors. Well, great. I only have a 20-second routine prepared. Mm-hmm. Are you guys, what kind of people are you in elevators? Um, just uh, depends. But, yeah, like, if anything, a friendly nod. But um, mm -hmm. I think if a... Uh, a woman enters nothing unless she were to initiate something just like, um, you know, I don't know. Or should, yeah. What do you, what would you like a guy to do on an elevator, Ed, if you were walking in? Yeah, uh, nothing, I don't think. I mean, I think right. it's a weird, you know, you're in this enclosed space and maybe also because of COVID, like, you know, has made it even weirder because we've spent so much time away from people that like, I was in an elevator today with a guy, this is what made me think of it. Uh, and I didn't say anything and he didn't really either, but I just, you're just right next to them for a good yeah. 45 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if we had some kind of, you know, trivia on the wall or like, it'd be like a fun thing to do together. Right. Um, One other thing to your first question, another possibility is if it's like a friendly office building vibe, possibly, I would just say, what floor, um, can I hit a floor for you or something like that? Maybe. Right. But otherwise right. I think, oh, I'm not going to like, it's not appropriate to like sh strike up conversations like uh, with women necessarily, like, or, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
I'm just trying to get in an elevator. I don't want to be like asked a question by this guy, even though he might just trying to be friendly. But I get the mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, that's that could be threatening and such. Right. In a closed in space, you know. Yeah. It's I usually will hit somebody with, uh, yeah, what floor or mm-hmm. whatever, and then when if they answer, I'll I'll say uh, no, I don't think so, <laughs> and then I and I, I'll go oh I mean no like what floor am I going to, <laughs> and that usually gets them. Like that. Then I'll just get off the elevator entirely, which used to be uh, used to be weird and funny, but now they just assume it's like a COVID thing or something like that. But oh. if you just get off the elevator, you know. Right. So I stopped right. doing that. Now I just stay on and just ride it up and down. Um, <laughs> right, get paid to ride it up and down and entertain the people. <laughs> doing magic tricks. Uh, the the, uh, the an idea, Ed, based on your like distracting entertainment idea what if it worked like this where there's a screen up on the the wall in the elevator and you don't know whose phone it's going to be but somebody (laughs) in the elevator's phone gets uh you know screencast to the (laughs) to the wall and then everybody else just gets to watch whatever's going on on their phone (laughs) i think it's a great idea absolutely yeah i i yeah, because I, I feel like the thing is, is that I think I want to be social in an elevator. I think I want to sort of, it's like you step out of the elevator and it's like, oh, have a great day. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we didn't even talk at all. Like, I would have liked to maybe get you to know you a little bit or maybe we could have something to talk about. I think that's a great idea. Have somebody's phone, cat, you know, screencast yeah. up there or uh, I don't know. Video chats, like video chats to other people in other elevators and it's like this like <laughs> yeah. elevator community yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That brings people together, right? right. All where a, are all you guys? You're on this. Oh, we're in Athens, this, Georgia here. You know, where are oh, you guys? Oh, Pete, that's brilliant. That a great is the best idea. idea I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and you got to invent the, uh, that. Ad space on like the little thing next to Athens, Georgia. Huh? And it's just what? advertising other elevators. <laughs> I'm saying, <we're... laughs> yeah. check out the elevator. I mean, I'll check out the elevator if I go to that hotel. I'm not going to go to that hotel just for the elevator. Well, the point system kind of incentivizes you to do so. Are you sure? Yes. This doesn't yeah. seem worth it to me. I'd still Wait. like you to reconsider. Oh. All the ad space, all the ad space is just other elevators. That's so funny. That's great. Right. A whole elevator base, Uh, you know, and then that pays for all the costs of all the elevators. (laughs) 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 Two companies just sell the elevator. (laughs) Two companies just sell the elevators back and forth between the two. <laughs> Make money that way. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it is weird how that just just there being a video chat screen with another elevator <laughs> would make all of the people in one elevator like much closer to each other. They would yes. be in, instant friends. Yep. Yes, with each other. Just because they're like, you know, now kind of not in opposition to, but like now they're like out on a limb talking to this other elevator full of people. We're a team here in Athens, Georgia. We're a team like, oh, I'm here, you know, on a 
you know, doctor's office trip, you know, we, yeah. it's all this, one of these office buildings that has a bunch of different stuff. What are you here for? And while they're yes. telling the people in Athens, Greece, this, um, yes. you know, somebody's in the middle translating and it's a really nice moment and cultures coming together and, uh, yep. the elevator community doing something good for once. And whoever gets to the top first gets to keep the name Athens. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Have one of those, uh, Naval Academy style, Raises to the top of that pole <laughs> between the two areas. But that is interesting because if there's a bunch of people on the video and then let's say there's three people in your elevator, everyone turns like, oh, hey, suddenly everyone gets excited because you're automatically on a screen like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? You know what I mean? So then everyone yes. in the elevator gets to know how the other people are without ever having to like ask them directly. Right. They yes. leave the elevator altogether. And they started competing. <laughs> they started competing. <laughs> Elevator video chat company. <laughs> yes, that's what the advertising, the pre-roll and the post-roll advertising is just hypnotizes you to start your own <laughs> elevator uh, video chat company. That's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. And then maybe it has its own like uh, social network or maybe it has like an Instagram or a, a, a TikTok where like only elevator related activities are are on there, like elevator right. dances or um, I yeah. don't know, people, elevator people having creatures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Set up a or, screen in the doctor's office. Say hello to people in other doctor's offices. <laughs> 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 We're trying out a thing here. <laughs> you can see other people having the same surgery that you're having right now. <laughs> Everybody's unconscious. <laughs> uh, or it would be really cute, like as a as a romantic gesture, like kind of like a new age candy gram, where like you have a crush on somebody, and you can like play them a song, or you can be like, hey, like you know, do you want to go out with me? Or, you know, that would be like a cute thing to do. Right. Send them videos of people in surgery, <laughs> <laughs> left over from the, <laughs> the other project. It's what we're famous for. So, you know, here's a little question I have. Um, don't don't sell yourself short. Don't say little. Um, <laughs> you know, method acting. So you maybe get you get thrown in jail to play a character who would be thrown in jail. But, you know, in the movie, the guy is, you know, in jail for five years. Like... Mm -hmm. All right, well, are you a method actor or not? You go to jail for five years, too, ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I think that if you're if you're committed, uh, maybe you do that. Right? I mean... Yeah. It depends on how old he is and when. Because you also don't want to become too old. Oh, yeah. right. Age out of the role. And that's just a ploy, yeah. just to... Like, actors, they want to... They just keep telling them there's some, like, great jail movie. Like, all right, go to jail for five years. <laughs> just run him out of the business for no reason. Perfectly nice guy. 
Yeah, now there's another one where he's been in jail for 10 years. So. <laughs> right, he comes out, plays one minor role on a sitcom where a guy, yeah, he shows up out at the coffee shop and says, yeah, I was I was in jail for five years. <laughs> and it cuts right away from him. Yeah, that's his, the only thing. Yeah, his agent gets a 10-year one next. Tough, tough career, but I think that's a, a career with integrity. Yeah. I mean, what are some other method acting things that would really jam up the, uh, the production? I mean, I'm always, uh, I don't know, impressed or surprised or something. I, I feel something, which I'll, I'll work out what, uh, when somebody's like, yeah, I like did boot camp for a war movie. And then you yeah. watch the movie and you're like, I mean, I, I don't know if boot camp was necessary. Like, you know, you just like jogged and like jumped over something. But no, no, maybe that's my uh, my own ignorance. I would I would love to be wrong about this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that you would be so gracious to yourself like that. <laughs> that's really self loving. Tough still doing Wordle this whole time. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I, I mean. It, typically what you hear about with the method acting is like people starving themselves, right? Mm -hmm. For the, yeah. like the Christian Bales or uh, it didn't, you know, like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Was that kind of a method? Is he a method actor? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he, yeah. Did he live out on the uh, island the whole time in between shoots? I, I don't, yeah, I think did he, he did. really? Did he really? Yeah. I think so. I think he lived out there for like the the you know five years leading up to it as well, <laughs> however long he was on the island. And then he moved into the airport when he shot that movie where he lived in the airport. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yes. The most yes, the way recent. Too, I became Slovenian and moved to an airport. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent thing I heard that was pretty interesting is uh, Jim Carrey. So I saw The Grinch with the with Jim Carrey in it for the first time this Christmas season. And I did some research and it took him like nine months to film that because, well, he was having issues with like drugs and alcohol apparently, but like, but he felt like he was being buried alive in the Grinch suit because it was so much makeup and stuff, right. which then ended, which then made me like do more research on Jim Carrey. And like, this was right before he went nuts or maybe it was right after when he did that movie about that comedian um, what's it called? Moon. Yeah, and and I think that really screwed him up a bunch. I don't know if well, he, he was uh. he was so far into character as Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. Yeah, that like he was alienating all of his his friends and rip and like all of his real life contacts because he wouldn't because Andy Kaufman was like was really quirky and 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 kind of like. He would mess with you or, or be really mean to you or he, he had like a lot of, uh, you know, interpersonal issues and stuff like that. And so uh -huh. like Jim Carrey embodied him to that full extent. And so like the actors who were playing the roles that he butted heads with in the movie, mm -hmm. he was really mean to them in real life. Oh, shit. And like, mm. Wow. Really, call, really caused some real issues. And some of those were like some of them were real people who were the real people in Andy Kaufman's life oh. who were like consulting with him, with them on the role. And he would treat them like Andy Kaufman treated them Whoa. as part of a bit. But like he would, you know, he was just all the way into the bit. So he was, 
he was fully, you know, inception, like three layers deep into so yeah, he he fully went nuts, I think, as wow. part of that. So is that yeah. like, uh, would that be method acting or just like the opposite of that, where you just actually think you are that person? Because didn't What's-His-Name do that uh, with the Joker? Like, didn't he have a really hard Heath time? Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's another like well-known method acting yeah. situation too. That's pretty fascinating. Some say Andy Kaufman was the uh, Jim Carrey of comedy. Ah. <laughs> right that'd be a huge twist if it was andy coffin the whole time yeah right. yeah yeah a lot of people believe he's not really dead yes is that I did right read that yeah i think there's a contingent of people who 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 think that andy coffin never died just because he did so many of these wacky bits like really long long play bits yeah so yeah like, they just think he's gonna pop out one day and you know just was completely joking right dress up as jim carrey exactly do a whole movie where he's method acting like jim carrey that's what he comes back to do people just boo him back into obscurity (laughs) (laughs) alienates jim carrey when jim carrey's kind of talked to him about the role yeah jim carrey famously has that uh speech where that that uh, commencement speech, you know, oh yeah, where he where he says like you know his dad uh, wanted would have been a great comedian or could have been a great comedian, but he thought he would fail at that, so he decided to become an accountant. But then he got fired from that when he was twelve, when Jim Carrey was twelve years old. So his whole thing is like you can fail doing what you don't want to do, huh. so you might as well go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But I was I thinking heard like. That. I don't know, like, what if he had tried to become a comedian, like, way before that, and then he failed, and just, you probably wouldn't have even been born, Jim Carrey. Like, you you wouldn't have been able to even start the family. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a lot wrapped up in that, where, like, yeah, right when you hear it, you're like, that sounds nice. And then, I think you gotta add a sprinkle of practicality, and, like, that will also inspire people in the wrong way, too. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't know what the what's the line there though of like obviously I yeah say inspirational things but like not people who uh, suck don't follow this you know right yes but, double check with a bunch of people to see if you're really good and right. then get, go out there <laughs> yeah like find find five people you trust and be like please just tell me the truth do I have any shot at this right and then then you could fail doing what you what you don't you know love so now go out there and do it right Right. that's what finding forrester was about finding a guy to vouch for him that he was good enough (laughs) 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 what a great movie man i haven't thought about that movie in a long time this is the work of jamal wallace (laughs) just an honesty uh video chat service where you call in explain your talent Whatever you think it is, like here are my, some <laughs> of my paintings. I'm thinking about being a painter. Yeah. Here's some of my paintings. Like, you know, it, do you think I'm good enough, or should I give up and become an accountant? And then, yeah, sorry, I think you're an accountant, man. Because best okay. of luck to you. These paintings are just not that great. Mm. Um, I would say keep doing it on the side, and like, what's the harm in yeah. pursuing what you love on the side? You know, great, exactly, great yeah. stuff, man. Oh man, like the opposite of like an idealist or a optimist. It's just kind of like realism uh, video chats 
That's yeah. kind of sad, just, though. That's yeah. kind of sad. Video chat with me get, and do your set for me, like your your stand-up comedy. And, and yeah, just honestly, I don't know. I don't think you've got it. <laughs> right. Happy to... Happy to let you know and happy to be uh, wrong. I would, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not saying discontinue your efforts here. You're asking my opinion, my professional opinion. I have a YouTube channel that I make money off of now and uh, yep. I say no, but then yeah, keep, keep the disclaimers coming too. Keep at it. I get, I pay you three compliments about something else though, too. Like walk, get, give me a tour of your house. Let me take a look at your your, right. your face, <laughs> right. handsome. You, you good looking. Uh, yeah. I got other stuff for you. Any creative writing no. samples? That's true. That's yeah. true because I like it isn't fair. Do you paint? It isn't really fair for like parents and teachers to be like you can be whatever you want to be because like I want to be like if I could sing I would want to be that but like I can't I'm not gonna do that like don't tell me I can do that I can't do that you know like. So you, you do have to have some kind of realistic right. expectations of what your actual talents are. Well, I forget, Ed. You're not completely tone deaf, are you? No, I'm not tone deaf, but I I, I can't. Uh, you I can't can stay in relative pitch uh, too consistently. <laughs> is that what it is? But yeah. also you have the uh, you also have the like just be a little bit worse than you are on purpose. The uh, the Adam Noto syndrome of. You know, it, so it sounds nice, and then they just like blow it on purpose to be funny yeah. and to not actually like try to no, sing because who cares? Like, no, right? I think I maybe at a t at 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 a time, but I, I do think that like if if you were to be like, oh, seriously, sing something, I, I would, but it it truly just wouldn't be that great. I mean, I've tried it. Like I've tried recording myself. Like I've tried like as an adult. Like <laughs> you know, in the quality of sound department or note hitting. Do you, or not sure. It's note. It's note hitting. I feel like I, I'm just okay. kind of like in this range where I can only hit like, you know, the rap part to waterfalls. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, but that kind of right. like low range, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, give it a shot. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not too late. I could I could do anything. Yeah. Totally. So that's that that's all I was asking. Like I thought maybe it'd be a good like reality show, take four hours of singing lessons three times a week for 10 years and see if you can become a professional singer. Yeah. I mean, I would try it. You know, I think I could probably get better. I, I might be able to learn, but you know, but there's like natural musical talent. I think that, I don't know. I just feel like if you don't have it, you don't have it. Well, but I feel like some, a couple of geniuses out there wouldn't have uh, developed into who they became with that. Like if you just don't push it, you know, like, ah, yeah. you don't have it. But like, all the all the greats were told they don't have it, right? I don't think too many of them. No, <laughs> no. Which jobs like you'll never make a you'll never make another computer in this town. Jobs. Mm, now everybody kept saying how great he was. <laughs> no, no. I think I think Pete's right, which is why I think that it's a real dicey line of like you can or can't do something. Yeah, because you don't want to, you really don't want to like encourage someone if there's just no chance, but you also don't want to tell someone there's no chance if they really could be something. I guess, right. You might have to distinguish between like, what can the person actually physically not do? Like, 
you don't have the ability to match a pitch. Like maybe let's not, but no, I want to learn. And like, I would, I would think that would just be a good quality in a kid. I'd be like, Oh my yeah. God, I support you. And like, want you to keep trying if that's what you really want. Absolutely. Like, right. Um, so, but I don't know what's your responsibility there. Cause what if, what if we're just not, we just haven't witnessed the miracle yet of like this kid was completely tone deaf and just right. somehow, some way, like he stubbed his toe in fourth grade. And ever since Dr. Lowenstein stitched him up, he's been singing like an angel. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, people who can't, uh, whatever, they take like a hundred attempts to to create their first song or or to write a book and then it's a bestseller or, you know, there is something to be said for like failing over and over again until you get it right. But but man, how depressing is it? We don't hear about all the stories where people like fail and fail and fail and they still never made it. I mean, there's probably way right. more of those stories, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So a, a series that details Steve jobs for one. Yeah. Takes <laughs> jobs. Yeah. A, uh, a documentary about all the like just businesses who gave up and then this, the, the light that gets shined on them through this documentary brings all the businesses back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that whole uh, series called Losers or whatever. Okay. Which is, it's it's really good. It's all sports losers who like then there's some amazing way in which they're uh, great. They all invent different kinds of computers or whatever. Oh, wow. No, no, no. It's just the, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. people who just, yeah, didn't yeah. win at some big sporting situation and then put yeah, those guys they, to work they, for a computer company. Went on to do something right. else. Became famous painters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went on that video chat and Tup said they were good enough to be a famous painter. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the other thing is just do it, do the video chat and then just tell everybody they're good enough too. Right. Yeah, that's another. Honest mm-hmm. tea, like honesty. Honest tea for Tup. <laughs> okay, yeah. Honestly, uh, I got to be honest with you. I think, yeah, you're good enough. Your stuff, you should be a famous singer, yep. Yeah, you know, I think I'm leaning more towards after this conversation, like maybe everyone can do anything. Right. I mean, there's going to be like the first guy. I mean, I think right now there's a guy with no arm, like tearing it up either in, I think, college. But I, yeah, I'm blanking on his name, but he is just murdering, dunking all over the place with one arm. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I just the- feel like we're going to get to where like, there's a guy with only one leg in the NBA. Yeah. Well, isn't there somebody also with like a, a one leg, like skier or something, or has like a, a prosthetic leg or something? Or is oh, that a very runner? possible? Yeah, that would be the sport to do, I think, skiing. Just use one ski. I wonder, do they still make you just have the other ski with you? Just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> two skis yeah sorry right he's just, got some kind of weird uh, ski helmet like a helmet that where he attaches this the ski to his helmet so he they just throw it down like they have a guy who's there who tries to time it with the start <laughs> it just throws it down and it looks like where the ski would be had it been um yes but no i would never make light of a uh 
of a skier that way. Anything ski related. No, yeah, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Um, right. Who the first limbless? You had Jim Abbott, left-handed pitcher uh, with only one arm and then one short arm. And he was like a three-sport athlete in high school. Great pitcher for the Angels, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a good fielder as well. And yeah. did they call him Lim Abbott? Probably oh, not. Lim Abbott. Damn, they sure should have. I wonder, it depends on uh, how Jim was as a guy, I wonder. I, I wonder if he was the kind of guy who liked to joke about it or if it was like, oh, don't don't mess with Jim. Like, Jim's the man, but yeah, he's a little quiet and like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, it's not a big topic in the locker room, the, uh, the arm situation. You know, yeah, yeah. I, another great example is I... I I got connected with this guy, uh, great name, but I, well, you can bleep it out. His name is Jim Abbott. And he's this like 80 year old, uh, black guy blind. And he, I, I got connected with him cause he needed help writing like a resume and a bio and stuff. But he spent his whole career. He graduated from Carver in Baltimore tech school. And then he, spent like 25 years repairing pianos, completely wow. blind. And then he became a realtor. So now he's like a broker and he's the only blind realtor in the state of Maryland. And he's registered in New York and, and Maryland. It was wildly successful as a, as a blind real estate agent. Wow. How about that? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you guys. I think I've changed my mind. I think maybe anyone can do anything. I think maybe I'll just start taking singing lessons for the next 15 years right get on broadway have a have a second basketball league with all blind people yeah maybe that's the problem ed is you can see you know <laughs> maybe maybe i yeah that's what's slowing you down because i feel like if you a lot of people when you lose one of your senses your sense of singing may <laughs> oh yeah yeah right you ruin one to uh, enhance Get another. The Ray Charles effect. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe, I, yeah. It's a great point. And then yeah. if that doesn't, if the singing thing doesn't work out, at least you can sell houses or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Pitch yourself the uh, the park benches where you buy ad space. Second blind realtor in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Right. First first female blind realtor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Right. Yep. Support female blind businesses. (laughs) 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 Support female blind business for people who weren't born blind but became blind later in life. Due to a procedure, That's a way to become a, <laughs> yeah. a way to become a better singer. <laughs> right, I think you'll get some business going just fine. Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, this podcast, you know, sets you on a whole new path, a singing career. Yeah. Uh, well, in case this is it, Ed, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, no, this was so great. I love you both so very much. And it's so fun to chat and catch up with you and talk about all kinds of things. Um, Absolutely. Love, love the podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yes. And just to uh, mention that we had to get Ed on the podcast. So 
she would start listening again. It was kind of a, a bribery situation. <laughs> so thank you for being uh, one end of the bribe. I like, true. I like when two ends of a bribe can come together and shake hands and, uh, you know, move forward in a civil manner. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I promise. I have, I have listened to eighty percent of the episodes. I will go back and listen to the rest because I, I, I do love it very much. Thanks, Ed. It's what we're famous.